Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Nina. And you're listening to Slice Slice of Murder. Murder. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Hi, everyone. It's Monday night, so this is a, a quick turnaround from our last episode, which we recorded at like 6.30 in the morning, and now we're doing it at 6.30 at night. And just an update on Taylor Swift tickets. We did end up getting them. Yes. So it was successful. Yeah. In case you didn't see it on our social media. (laughs) All right. Um, We don't have any special treats today because it's the Monday after Thanksgiving break. So like I only got back last night. And when did you come back? Yeah, I came back on Saturday. Yeah, so I feel like it's been like a rushed couple days. Yeah. So no treats today. And we had a whole week off. Yeah, that was really nice. Yeah. It was nice not not to worry about like doing anything. I know. I was so not worried about doing anything that I literally didn't even know what I was doing (laughs) when I walked into school today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we can do our rose and our thorn okay yeah so my rose of this past week is i got to meet my other dog oh because my parents adopted her when i was already gone in like the end of august and so i hadn't met her and so i got to meet her Mm. and she's very nice did she like you yes i think she didn't really know why she liked me that much (laughs) but my other dog really likes me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he was so excited when I came home that he peed on the floor. <gasps> and, <gasps> and so then the other dog, I think, just knew he was excited. And then so then she was excited to see me. But I don't think she really understood why yeah. she was being excited. It probably helped that Arlo was so excited yes. that she's like, oh, I should be excited <laughs> too with this stranger I've never met before. So that was my rose. And then I guess my thorn was that it was kind of cold and rainy when I was home. Oh. But it wasn't that bad. But it was just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't like that weather. I forget that you had different weather over there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not too bad. Um, For me, my thorn is probably that I, I got allergies over the break. Well, I think I just recently got them because it was windy back home. Mm-hmm. It was actually pretty warm. Back home, yeah. it's like high 60s, oh, 70s. Not nice. what you would expect yeah. during the winter. Um, so it was pretty windy, and then I got back, and then I started just to feel congested and stuff. Like pollen. Yeah, but that's my thorn. Uh, and then my rose is just getting to spend time with my family, and then seeing my baby cousin. He's <laughs> always my <laughs> highlight. But he is being kind of naughty. He was crying a lot. I thought he usually didn't cry that much. Yeah, well, he was crying because he wasn't used to that routine. Oh. Because um, his mom wasn't going to work, so he usually has a whole routine. Yeah, he, like, goes to... Yeah, his, so I think yeah. that's why he was being extra grumpy. And after one day, I was like, take him away from <laughs> me. I'm never having kids. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. crying a lot. Yeah. All right. So the case I chose for today, um, I feel like we've been doing kind of some dark cases recently. So this one, so this one is like not as dark. It's just 
kind of weird. Like, I mean, there's like bad things that happen in it, but it's just just really weird. Like, it's just okay. like a weird case. Okay. Um, so it's a case of Mary Day. I don't know if you've heard of it. I don't think so. Yeah. I feel like I hadn't ever heard of it. I mean, maybe I had, but like, I've never feel like I don't think I've ever listened to anything on it or haven't read anything about it before I started reading things for this case. So it's pretty interesting. So I'll give you the synopsis. Um, Mary Day was a 13-year-old girl from Seaside, California, who disappeared in 1981. Her parents claimed she ran away while investigators were determined to prove that she was murdered. In 2003, 22 years after her disappearance, a woman came forward claiming to be the runaway Mary Day. However, she had almost no memories of her childhood, especially from when she was 13 or younger. So, um, the question is, in this whole case, is was Mary Day murdered or did she really run away and return 22 years later? Wait, I feel like I heard about a similar case recently. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same one, but it was about her going missing when she was very young. Mm -hmm. And then claiming to be, maybe it was this one then. Yeah. But it just, it was just really weird. But she claimed to be? Yes. All right, so I'll start off with some background. Um, Mary Louise Day was born on February 19th, 1968, to parents Charles and Charlotte Day, and she had two younger sisters who were born shortly after her, Kathy and Sherry. Uh, The family lived when they were born. They lived in Little Falls, New York, um, and they lived there for a couple years, like while they were young. And the 1970 census recorded the population of Little Falls at about like 7,600 people. So it really wasn't a big town yeah, at all. Small. Yeah. And then I was just like looking like at, I feel like I think populations just grow every place like over time. Like I'm mm-hmm. just used to seeing like the populations increase over time. But this in Little Falls, like it's actually decreased. Like I think now there's what? only like 4,000 people living there. Wow. So I don't know why. Maybe there was like an yeah, industry like over jobs. like yeah that was like existed there before but it's actually shrunk um and it's actually now i don't know about then but now it's like the second smallest city in the state of new york and new york oh. is pretty big like new york is a pretty big state so for it to be like the second smallest city yeah. is pretty crazy oh that's interesting yeah so i just thought that was interesting um while mary kathy and sherry were young uh they were actually often placed in foster homes and were moved around in the surrounding area quite a bit. Um, their mother said that they, she was not able to care for them and she was going through marriage troubles with the girl's biological father, father Charles. So it seemed like they had a pretty rough, like, few years. Like, I think that they got put into foster care, like, very early on. Like, very, very early on. Mm-hmm. Like, when they were really, really young. Um, so it didn't really start out great but at this point there was no claims of like physical abuse it was just she could not provide for them so they were taken out of custody while the girls were in foster care charlotte divorced charles and remarried a man shortly afterwards named william hool william hool enlisted in the military in about 1975 and so now that they had kind of a more consistent like income and structure with like one person working and the army pays like the family. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlotte was re-granted custody of Mary and Kathy. Uh, but Sherry, who was, I think, the youngest, she remained with her foster family. And I don't know why, but mm-hmm. she just stayed with her foster family. And she was only, their mother was only granted custody of like two of them. 
Oh, so maybe I don't know they why. thought she had a better life with her foster family, yeah. and maybe her parents are like, yeah, like she's better off. Or maybe they could only provide like prove enough income to like to get two. two or something, you know. And the other two were not put with the family, or were they? Um, no, there was only three of three kids. So Mary and Kathy were put with families and then given back, and then mm. Sherry, who was the third one, just stayed with the okay. family. Yeah, because I was gonna say maybe the other two weren't with the family. Yeah, and they didn't. Maybe they was yeah. like not as a, a secure placement yeah, or something. Right, yeah. Like, yeah, maybe Sherry was like just had a very secure placement and. Mm. Um, well, that's it, really sad because she got separated from her two sisters. I know, and it's actually really sad. What happens next? It's really sad, but I mean, yeah. it, it turns out well. But um, I know. Imagine like you like. I don't know if it was like a, they chose these two girls to yeah, get back, I but like not. I would be, feel pretty bad if like I was the one that was not chosen. Yeah. To go back home. home. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, But maybe she was like the youngest and they thought that she had the most chance of like not like remembering it or something. I don't know. But I was like, that's. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty shitty. Like, I would feel pretty, (laughs) pretty bad. Um, In 1978, William was. He was stationed, moved, and he was stationed in Hawaii. Charlotte, Mary, and Kathy moved to Hawaii, but Sherry did not. And this, like, the sad part, she was, I mean, it, I guess it's happy in some ways and sad in the others. She was legally adopted by her foster family. So she, like, had no chance of reconnecting legally with her biological family. Okay. But she speaks, I think, very highly. Like, she never said anything bad about her foster family. So I do think it was, like, she just had a strong connection with them. And I guess the family in the court thought that, like, she had a better quality of life living with the foster family rather than with her biological yeah. family and i mean hopefully they still were able to visit and mm-hmm. stuff but like if she wanted to mm-hmm. and she does come back into the picture later but okay. i just like this is, that's pretty sad like being it separated is. from your sisters so young and yeah. i mean her parents are like kind of shitty but like like i feel like just being separated from your sisters must have been really hard mm-hmm. especially knowing that like they're together yeah. would be hard well, I hope they were giving her a good life. Yeah. You know, yeah. They could I, provide for I her. I think so. Like, I, I think that it was a good decision, but it must have been really sad for her. Like, yeah. really hard to, like, kind of come to terms with that, like, at the age that she was. Like, maybe later in life, she kind of was grateful for it. Yeah. But at and the age knows? that she was, it probably was pretty hard. Maybe she chose to be with yeah. family. Yeah. Um, so Charlotte, who is the mother, um, had two children with two children with her new husband, William. Um, she had a daughter named Billie Jean and a son named William Jr. Um, shortly afterwards, the girl's like biological father, Charles, passed away during an accident. I don't it's not like clear what this accident was, but um, anyway, he left an inheritance to Mary and Kathy, who it was, like, going to be given to them on their 18th birthday or something. Okay. And, like, the government, I think, was, like, cashing checks, like, every month. But it was, like, being put into an account that they could, like, only access on their 18th birthday. Mm. Um, and Mary and Kathy uh, often, like, talked about saving this money for themselves because it was just for them. Like, it wasn't for um, their mother or anything or it wasn't. It was just, like, just being placed in an account for them. Um, they often talked about this money as their, their escape money, which kind of like raises red flags because I feel like you shouldn't have to have like an escape plan unless something bad is going on in your house, yeah. you know, 
but they they use the code word mohawk when talking about their escape plan and like that's what they called this money and was like okay this is what we're gonna do like at 18 i guess when they access this money like they were planning to run away and how old were they at the time um, of their father's death? At, it was in 1978, and she was born in 1968. So this was when they were like, when Mary was like 10. Oh, wow. And Kathy was a little bit younger. So they're pretty young and yeah. already thinking about yeah. their escape plan. Right. Um, so in December 1980... Uh, William was found to be have been physically abusing Mary um, and Mary was again placed in foster care with a family in Hawaii so she was about like 12 at this point Um, and I feel like this just kind of like this must have been going on for quite a while because like like I said like in like 1968 like by the time like their father passed away and they started to get this money like they were immediately talking about an escape plan Mm -hmm. like you have no reason to talk about an escape plan unless something bad is happening Yeah, and I don't think Kathy ever said that that William abused her. It was just mainly directed towards Mary. Mm. Um, so I don't really know what, like, why, what made him do that. But his, he was definitely, like, directing most of the, the abuse towards Mary. So sad. I know. So Mary was placed in foster care with a family, another family in Hawaii. Um, and in 1981, so just, like, a few months later, William's base was moved to California. So Charlotte, William, Kathy, and then Charlotte and William's two children, Billie Jean and William Jr., moved to Seaside, California, which is located in Monterey County. And after a few months, um, Mary was moved from her foster family in Hawaii and returned to her biological family in Seaside as well. Okay. So while in Seaside, there are multiple reports that Mary tried to run away. And this is like, this only is... This, the span of time that she was in Seaside, California, in between her move from Hawaii and up until the point that she disappeared was, like, very short. Because um, in December of 1980, she was placed in foster care. Mm-hmm. And then by July of 1981, so that's six months later, she disappeared. So, and in between that time, she was in, fo- she was in foster care for, like, a few months. So she had run away like many times, like enough times for the police to have noticed and like kept on bringing her back, like in just those like three months. So she was definitely getting desperate like during this yeah. time. Um, and she was like always. So, yeah, it happened quite a few times. So she was always caught by police and brought back to her family, which I don't know. I'm like, if you catch a kid running away, I feel like that. I mean, some kids, obviously, I feel like are just like, I'm going to run away because mm-hmm. I can't eat candy right, for dinner. Right, right. But I'm like, if you're noticing this is like repeating pattern, I feel like that should kind of alert you that something is not uh, right. On. Right. Like, I, I don't understand why that's not a cause for concern. Yeah, so they were like investigated by CPS no. or anything? No, nothing. Yeah. So, and I mean, and it's like, you know that this family has had issues with, their kids being in foster care before like you should know that like I feel like that should be on record somewhere that you have like all of the kids have been taken away at some point besides Charlotte and Williams like biological kids Billie Jean and Mm -hmm. William Jr. but like all of the girls have been taken away at multiple points like ever since like they were very young so it's like obviously a pattern that they're not being well cared for Mm -hmm. and now this the oldest is like running away 
multiple times and they don't do anything about it like i was just i don't know yeah, kind of like taken aback like i was like that. i feel like that's something that should be investigated rather than just being like oh it's like a 13 year old girl like causing yeah. trouble like no i mean like sometimes it is but like i feel like it's always better to be safe than sorry mm-hmm. you know yeah and i mean they they can say she has been in foster care which is maybe why she's acting this right. way Maybe she has new right siblings and stuff. Yeah. So whatever it is, like it wouldn't hurt to look into. No, it's and like even if it's just like if it's a conversation with like yeah. a therapist, like yeah. it's not gonna do any harm. Um. So like I said, Mary um disappeared just a short time later, and she disappeared either on or near July fifteenth of nineteen eighty one. So the exact date is kind of muddy because as we'll see later it relies like just on memory um because there's like no official reports of her disappearance oh so it's just like july 15th either on that day or like the 14th or the 16th or something it was somewhere around this time period okay so her parents did not report her missing and almost no one outside her immediate family knew that she was gone um because they were not I don't know if they were all not, but definitely Mary was not enrolled at school at the time. So she wasn't like in the school system. So there was like really nobody besides her parents, like looking out for her. Like, obviously you would notice as a teacher, like if one of your kids just like stopped showing up for school and like that would be cause for concern. Yeah. And like this school district would be able to investigate that and like do a home visit and stuff. But she was not enrolled at school. And I think it was because like they had moved in 1981 probably around like january or february so maybe they were just like oh well, we're just gonna like wait out the rest of the year and then like enroll them the next year mm. but i don't exactly know why like they were not enrolled at school but the girls were not enrolled at school yeah it just seems odd to wait until yeah. the next year yeah like, it's just kind of clear that like i feel like both of her parents like really couldn't care less yeah. about kathy or mary but like especially Mary. Like it just seems like one of those situations where the mom Charlotte like had these kids from a previous marriage and then she remarried somebody new and they had kids together and like these two new kids kind of became the dad and the mom's like primary concern yeah. and those were the only people that they cared about and they just kind of wanted to forget about like the other girls, which is really sad cuz it just didn't seem like they cared like at all. Um and none of her neighbors like knew who she was so like the neighbors were like oh no we never remember seeing her like like what i couldn't like like they're like oh no like we couldn't pick her out you know like it was just like we she basically like did not exist like to them um and i mean she had only been living there for a couple months like it wasn't like she'd been living there for years and years and years like she'd probably only been living there from like february to july but still like again it just shows it's like, well, the parents probably didn't take them out or they didn't like go out to eat with them. They yeah. didn't go do things with them. They didn't go to town with them. So it's like they probably thought that this girl was like a cousin or somebody like not part of the family. Like yeah, if they ever saw her, like it, it, they just did not see her or Kathy, I think, as like as their kids. So. Nobody really noticed when Mary suddenly disappeared. Um, and like I said, there was her parents did not report it. So, <laughs> so 
13 years passed without any report or sign of Mary. So this 13 years later. No report? No report at all. At some point during this time, William, Charlotte, Kathy, Billie Jean, and William Jr., so like the whole family, um, moved back to New York. Don't know exactly where, but I don't think it was the same place. Um, And Kathy's sister, Sherry, so that's the one that was adopted, permanently adopted by her foster family. Yeah came to New York to visit the family. So it seems like they did still have contact. Like, it wasn't, like, a no-contact situation. I'm sure they still wrote letters and stuff like that because, like, she's flying from, um, you know, wherever she lives to go to New York to, like, visit her family. So I feel like that shows that they're probably still in contact. Mm-hmm. Um, and she noticed that Mary was not there, and she asked Kathy where Mary had gone. She said that she remembers Kathy telling her that they weren't allowed to talk about Mary anymore and then they should they they should not bring her name up um, because she was scared of her, like her parents hearing and doing something to them. Mm. So Sherry says that during this trip, she also remembers hearing her mother, Charlotte, talk about California and places in California where they had lived um, and specifically remembers her talking about where somebody could bury a body and where it would never be discovered. So after this trip, Sherry began to believe that Mary was murdered by William and Charlotte. Yeah. So, like, I feel like all of that is pretty scary. Like, imagine going to your mom's house and then not finding your sister. And then, like, yeah, hearing your like, mom talk about, she? like, all this stuff. And then hearing your other sister be like, oh, well, you can't. Don't say her name. Like, yeah. So. That's so suspicious. Yeah. So after this, in, 1990, in 1994, Sherry reported Mary missing. But. Up until that point, nobody had reported her missing at all. So after 14 years? After 13 years. 13 years. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can say at first why they didn't report her missing is because she's always running away. But yeah. But 14 years? Yeah. And they... That, there's no excuse for not reporting And they kind of, like, talk about um, that in, like, the investigation. But it just, again, it's like they just didn't care. Or... They didn't report her missing because they killed her and they didn't want anybody to find out. And they and didn't want to, like, alert the police that, that she was gone because like, they didn't want an investigation. If you did kill her, though, it's like, wouldn't you want to report her missing so it does not look suspicious? Yeah, I guess. But, like, nobody realized anyway. Yeah. You know, like, she was like, she literally didn't exist. That's so they, true. you know. Like, 14 years is also at this point. How old is the sister? She's probably, like. 20? They are like they would be so at this point Mary would be like 27. Like, at what point? The, uh, I feel like there's some responsibility on this sister yeah. like she definitely could have spoken up. Yeah. Like when she was 18 said something yeah. about that. Yeah. So I don't understand. The that. other sister Sherry though reported very missing. Okay. So Sherry contacted the police in Seaside, which is where they had lived before in California, but they refused to launch an investigation due to like the amount of time that had passed between her disappearance and now. So they're basically like, well, we can't do anything because this is not a missing person. Like they have nothing. Yeah. It's like they were like, oh, well, it's like too long. Like this is not a missing person anymore, really. Like it's just yeah. we just can't do anything. Um, so Sherry moved on to another outlet instead. And she sent all the information she had about Mary as well as, like, an old photograph of Mary, like a child, but photograph of when they were kids, to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, um, which is kind of the main hub for missing kids in the country. And, like, they have, like, a lot of kind of special task forces to, like, devote to this kind of stuff. Yeah. So the center took the photograph and age progressed it. 
Um, at this point, it's 1999, and so Mary would be 31 at this point. So wow. they kind of like age progressed it to 31 and did a bunch of these things just to kind of put the word out there and ask if anybody had seen her. So they did put the word out and was like, oh, you know, if you know this woman, this is what she would look like now. It's a missing persons case, but... Good. I'm glad they at least did something, yeah. not just turned them away. Yeah. Um, and it, it was, it didn't end up being helpful later on. Um, but Sherry went back to the police and basically, like, pleaded with them to open an investigation into Mary's disappearance and just said, you know, it's, like, a really suspicious, like, I don't think it's, like, a missing persons case. Like, I think it's a homicide, but I don't know how to prove that um, because at this point it is, like, a missing persons case. Like, you can't, it's, like, the nobody, no crime kind of yeah. thing. Like, you can't, like, you can't really prove a homicide without there being a body. So it's, like, a missing person until it becomes mm-hmm. a homicide investigation. But... She pretty much, like, was like, oh, I just, I think my parents might have killed my sister. So, in 2002, um, an official investigation began, led by Detective Joe Bertena, who was the head of the Seaside Detective Force. Um, And according to officials, there was no evidence, like, zero evidence that Mary Day was alive. Um, Detectives said that there was not a trace of her as an adult, so there was no social security record of her, like, ever having a job you have to put your social security down to like buy a house there was Mm -hmm. nothing of that there was no social security record of her getting welfare benefits or like literally anything linked to her identity yeah probably because she's not alive so like at this point it was really difficult too because i think now um it's a lot harder to like quote disappear because, like, everything is linked to, like, online or you have to, like, do so many things to verify your identity. Back then, like, even in, like, the 1990s and early 2000s, there was just not as much technology to, technology to like, track this kind of thing. So, there was, yes, there was no, like, social security record of her or anything linked to that kind of thing. But in theory, you could, it would be difficult, but it would be easier than today. Yeah, that's true. But there was nothing. So no record of her being alive. So they found this pretty suspicious. And then, like, this is when, like, the official investigation started because they kind of looked into it, maybe expecting to be like, oh, well, you know, she ran away. But look, we have record of her getting welfare benefits in Oregon. So, like, she's fine. Like, you can go away now you know or maybe it's like they expected to be like oh well she was a runaway we have record of her um you know collecting this money when she was younger but like not up until that point you know nothing after that point um so like maybe that's suggesting she was alive after she disappeared but then like died sometime after that but there was nothing like after that july 15th 1981 date there was nothing she had never opened anything in her name so investigators first interviewed the sisters kathy and sherry who asked to be interviewed of their own accord so they were the ones that like went forward to police and was like volunteered to be interviewed because they wanted to figure out what had happened um both of them firmly believed that mary had been murdered by their mother and stepfather and did not think that she had simply run away so Kathy was able to give police her memories from the night that Mary disappeared. But remember, this is quite a long time later. And this is why, like, that date yes. is kind of um, unclear. Like, it's around that time and it's probably, like, pretty exact, but not quite. 
Um, and again, she was pretty young when this happened. So because she was Mary's younger sister, Mary was 13. I think Kathy was probably like 11 ish. Mm-hmm. So this was a long time ago and it's like from an 11 year old. So um, she said that on that night, she and Mary were left home alone. William, Charlotte, Billie Jean and William Jr. had been out to dinner. So like, again, it's just so clear that like the parents didn't like I really think this is like they just did not care because they had two biological kids of their own. It's like they're going out to dinner, but, like, leaving the other kids behind. That is so rude. I know. So, like, it just, this whole thing is just, like, the parents just don't care. Yeah. And, like, we'll talk a little bit later, like, if they are actually murderers, like, if they actually did murder her. But, like, regardless of the fact if they did or didn't, like, they just still terrible terrible people. Like, because they didn't care. Like, they just, it's just so obvious throughout this entire thing. Like, they just wanted these girls to, like, basically go away, like, shut up and, like, just go away. Like, we have, like, our own two kids now, and, like, we're fine with that. Like, you guys have given me too much trouble. Like, yeah. it just really seemed to me, like, even, like, when we were talking about before about how, like, Sherry was placed with a foster family, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the mom just trying to, like, get rid of her and just yeah. be like, oh, now like, well, sense. now, like, now, like, I'm down to two, like, you can go stay over there with them. It just, yeah. I don't know. It just, they're, it, she, they're just like terrible people. So while they're at dinner, um, William's dog began getting sick. And the dog had pretty severe symptoms and didn't look like it was going to survive. Um, so William accused Mary of poisoning his dog to try and kill it on purpose. And it's like a 13-year-old girl. Which Why would is she like, do that? I know. Like, there's, there's nothing, I mean, like... There's nothing that suggests that she was ever violent towards animals, violent towards people. Like, there's literally nothing in her past history that suggests that she would be capable of, like, trying to kill an animal. Um, But Kathy said that William came home and saw this dog, like, in pretty bad condition. Um, And she said that William began to hit Mary and yell at her, and Mary and William got into a physical fight. And she said that her last memory of that night is of Mary with blood coming out of her mouth. So that's her last memory. And um, I feel like this is probably pretty traumatizing for her as well, which is like maybe that kind of speaks to the reason why she didn't come forth earlier. Because like if you believe that like your parents killed your sister and like covered it up. Imagine what they would do to you. Right. If you came forward. So and it's like if she was being if she still lived with them or she was being like financially supported by them or they knew where she lived. Like I, I understand like why she didn't come forward later mm-hmm. and like why she didn't tell anybody and why Sherry might have felt a little bit more safe coming forward to say something because like she didn't live with them and she wasn't, she didn't legally, she had no connection with them, yeah. you know? Um, so the next morning, Kathy said that when she woke up, she said that Ma- she saw that Mary was not in the house And she said she asked her mom, Charlotte, where Mary had gone and that her mother responded that Mary had run away and that Kathy should never mention her again to anybody. So, again, Mary had run away multiple times before, but like every single time that that had happened, they had brought her back. So because someone called somebody, right? Right. Um, Do you think like her parents called the police or you think they just found her? Well, I think before the police had just found her and brought her back. Mm. I think because I didn't read anywhere that there were like reports of her being missing. 
I don't think it was ever long enough that she had been gone that they would need to file a missing persons report. Like, it almost seemed to me as, like, a kid probably, like, walking down the street and the police, like, driving by and picking them up. And they had been gone for, like, 30 minutes, you know? Like, it almost seemed to me like that kind of thing before. Um, but it's like, if the, if you know the police had brought her back multiple times before, like, why is this one different, you know? Like, and why are we suddenly, like, never mentioning her name again to anybody? Like, what, why does that, like, come in, you know? So, Kathy said that she was pretty terrified after this point, um, and just, like her mom said, you know, just, she had seen what had went down, like, the night before, and she, like, followed their instructions, like, she never mentioned Mary's name again to, like, her parents. Mm. So investigators were able to locate Charlotte Day and William Houle, who at this point had moved uh, to Kansas, and they were interviewed by local police. Charlotte claimed that she did not remember many of the specifics about Mary's disappearance and that she did not know any details of that day or those few days. So she was like, it's too long ago, like, I don't remember, and I'm like... She doesn't remember. Right. And I'm like, okay, so your kid goes missing. I feel like that should be a big deal to you. Yeah, you don't just block them right. out. Like, I feel like that's, you probably remember something. Like, and if you don't remember anything, like, it's because you didn't care about her. And it was, like, not a big deal. It was, like, not a big deal to you, you know? Yeah. So she said that the last time that she saw Mary was in 1981. And she said, yeah, she ran away. And that I haven't he- heard from her or seen her since. So I think the police were basically trying to be like, oh, well, has she been in contact with you? Like, did she ever reach out to you and be like, oh, I ran away. Like, this is why. Like, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. And she was like, no, you know, this it was the last time I saw her was on that night. And she ran away. She ran out the door and I never saw her again. So when police asked her about why she had not contacted the police when Mary disappeared, Charlotte admitted that she should have called somebody and like tried to locate Mary. But basically she and William never got around to it because it had happened so many times before that they were like oh well i don't care like that's like, not an excuse no i was She's like literally <laughs> underage you're her parent yeah you should be reporting like, this to the police like it doesn't matter if it's happened so many times before like it's your daughter <laughs> you should report her missing yeah there's no excuse right like this is not like it's just not it's not something you like get around to like and just like put on your to-do list like i feel like that should happen immediately like i guess she's over 18 right and it's like well you can't really do anything but like this like legally you you could like you could send somebody you know yeah yeah so she was basically like well i you know it's the last thing on my i had other things i had to go grocery shopping that day so like i couldn't really so she waited 14 years right. but even more cause she didn't she never did her. like she, she never ne- ever nothing and she didn't ever like tell anybody either like literally nobody outside her own family like knew she even existed like how yeah when um and she said that mary ran away quite frequently so she wasn't really worried about her disappearance so she was like oh well if she wants to run away she can run away like she ran away so many times like i'm not worried about her she can go do her own thing and i'm like it just i don't know it's like a crappy way to yeah it's just so clear to me that like she really could not give a shit about her kids maybe her two biological kids with like her new husband but like definitely not the daughters that she had before yeah like definitely not that's so sad it's like then why did you go and get them from foster care and like leave them with their foster families because i'm sure that at some point they could have been placed with like 
a wonderful family. Like, mm-hmm. Sherry, I think, was placed with, like, a very good family, and she, like, has their yeah. last name. Like, she took their last name, and she, like, I really could only find, like, good things about this foster family. So it's just, like, don't, wouldn't you want, like, all your kids, like, if you don't like them and you want them to leave, fine. Like, but if that's going to be, like, your shitty way of, like, dealing with them, I feel like you should take the right steps to have yeah. them like be safe and protected somewhere else not exactly. just like ignore them while you and your new family go out to dinner yeah that's really sad S- yeah so charlotte also said during this interview that william had contacted the salinas police to file a runaway report but that was a lie because like no report was found and she so now they're lying yeah about and it? so kind of she kind of admitted she's like oh well like he said he was going to so like i thought he did and then i never like reminded him and i was like but the earliest time anybody had reported mary was in 1994 when sherry had called the police yeah. so this was like a, a lie so they had never contacted the police never mm-hmm. filed a runaway report nothing um and i don't know if like a runaway report is different than like a missing persons report but either way, there was no report. Right. Either way, there was no report. I just wasn't really clear, like, if it was, like, a missing person, you mm-hmm. might think, like, something like bad, had, someone yeah. took them, and then a runaway is, like, oh, they left of their own accord. I don't know if that was a different, or if this is just, like, the wording that was used in the article. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know, like, runaway, if they think a teen has run away they usually wait to look yes. for them yeah or if it's like missing for sure then they like take yeah. immediate action right so maybe it was just like a difference in the speed with which they would spawn but yeah, yeah there was no report in any anyway yeah. so it doesn't even matter <laughs> um and it was found that um Sh- william and charlotte were still cashing mary's like social security benefits from her father when she disappeared so like we said earlier like um they were given like monthly checks that went to an account that they could access when they turned 18 and there she got other money and i think it was it was like benefits like because their father had passed away like it was like benefits from the state yeah yeah um and so William and Charlotte were still cashing in those benefits. So basically, like, what would have happened if they reported her missing, then these checks would have stopped coming because it, they would have been like, well, there's no child in this house that we need to pay for anymore. But investigators were like, no, I don't think that's the motive behind not declaring her missing. Like, I don't think they were substantial enough for that to have been like, mm-hmm. oh, well, she ran away, but we're not going to tell anybody because we want this money every month. They were just not convinced that that was the reason. So they basically didn't think that was like, it was a big enough motive mm. for them to just let her be missing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was just like a plus right. that they got to experience. Right. Like, I think that's kind of what investigators thought it was. It was just like, oh, that was a bonus yeah. on top of like not having her around anymore. But really what they thought was that Charlotte and William had something to do with Mary's disappearance and perhaps death. And they did not report her missing as they did not want to alert police to their child being gone. And like we saw, nobody figured out that she was gone anyway after 14 years. So if they had murdered her, this they didn't want to tell police that she was gone. And since nobody knew she existed in the first place, nobody would realize that she was gone now. Yeah, I still can't wrap my head around like how no one knew. Yeah. Because... Like, did the foster care system or, like, CPS mm-hmm. not check in with them again? Or... I guess not. Like, maybe I just... their prior school. Mm-hmm. 
Because I feel like schools do, like, they keep calling if yeah. they're still enrolled at your school. And then I feel like you have to show them proof that you're en- enrolled in another, another school. school. That's what it is, like, here, like, you have to prove that you're enrolled in another school, like, yeah. check out of one school. But I think that that's kind of, I mean, not new, new, but I just don't think that there was those same protections in the 1980s, 90s. like, because oh, it was 80s. 1981 when she went missing. So it's just, like, I really just yeah. don't think there was that level of, um like, social welfare kind of network of people. Like, even with CPS, I think it was kind of, like, case by case. Like, it wasn't like you had a caseworker coming to, like, talk with your family every week and have supervised visits. Like, I think it was just basically, like, you went to court, they got taken away, mm-hmm. you came back to court, and they got given to you again, and that was it until a new case was open. Yeah, that's true. But, Be- like, no other yeah. family, no other friends that she had. Nobody. So that's basically what they said. They were like, um, yeah, we, we just think that they murdered their child. That's why they didn't report her missing, because they didn't want to let anybody know that she was gone. And yes, it was a benefit that they were cashing, cashing these checks, but it was not the primary reason. And when Charlotte was interviewed, she was quoted as saying, if Mary's dead, she's dead, which is like a terrible way to talk about your kid. Like, yeah, like you don't it just so is so nonchalant her talking about like you know oh she's ran away and she died on the way like then she's gone she's gone like it doesn't matter so i don't know yeah i'm just like i just feel like the parents are just such terrible people and it's just like you shouldn't be allowed to have more kids and this is going to be the way that they're treating them but i don't i don't i haven't read reports that like the other two kids were like abused abused or or they never got taken away or anything um so I, I do I do think it was like, oh well they had she had these kids with like a previous husband. She resented yeah. them because she got divorced from her previous husband and the dad, the stepdad resented them because they were not like his own kids. Yeah. So William when William was interviewed, he gave some interviews that had conflicting information. So again we hear some lies going on. The first time he was asked what happened on the night that Mary disappeared, William claimed that he and Charlotte walked around their house checking in on all of their children. Like, basically, when they got home from um, dinner and they were, like, putting everybody to bed, they checked on all their kids just to make sure they were asleep. William said that he and Charlotte uh, noticed that Mary was gone, and so when they got to Mary's room, they discovered that she was missing. He said that he and Charlotte panicked and called the police that night. However, when this was fact-checked again, there was no record of any call being made to the police that night. So maybe he thought he could get away with it because it was so long ago. Like, he was like, oh, this is 20 years ago. Like, Like, they won't have records. Like, the records will be gone. But they were able to go back and check if there was any records of a 911 call made from William or from Charlotte, and there was no call made. Mm. So they, again, they, like, are catching these people in lies. Yeah. I'm glad that they have this information right. to I was, fact check them. I was really surprised yeah. <laughs> that they were able to like, like pull up records from like that long. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I think that you do have to record 911 calls. And I, I feel like they have to go somewhere. You know, like they yeah. must be filed somewhere. CD. Right. Like now, yes. I mean, maybe before, like in 1981, like I don't know if you could record a call, but it's like they probably could like write something down. Like they, mm. I just. I feel like I didn't think about that until this, like, when I was, like, looking into this, because I was like, yeah, there must be, like, some sort of record yeah. of every 911 call ever made, because it's, like, 
Because now they record every right. single one. And they save it yeah. somewhere, like, to a disc or something. But it's like, well, yeah, I guess before, like, it's they were still probably doing that. I was just yeah. like, I just didn't think about that. <laughs> I was like, are there just, like, buildings of, like, notebooks, like, written down, like, what the date, <laughs> you know? Files. You know, which, like, may- maybe there are, yeah. but I don't know. So, um... William later backtracks, like, so they basically were like, oh, well, you're lying. Like, we can tell you're lying because there's no record of this call. And in the later interview, he admitted to not calling the police. And he did actually admit to beating Mary on the night that she disappeared. So this confirmed Kathy's memories of William physically abusing Mary right before Mary disappeared from the house. So even though it was, you know, quite a long time later when she gave her interview and, and said that, oh, you know, he had beat her and... I last saw her with blood coming in her mouth. And even though she was only like 11 when this happened, mm-hmm. he himself confirmed that he had that physically abused her. Yeah. Wow. So um, William told detectives that on the night of Mary's disappearance, um, he came home from dinner and it was the same story that Kathy had told. Like he found his dog looking seemingly like violently ill and um he believed that Mary had something to do with it. So had fed it something or had done something on purpose. And he said that on a scale of one to 10, with like how angry he was, he was a 15. So he reported that she tried to run out the door and he grabbed her and placed her in a chokehold. Um, and it was reported to police that the morning after Mary went missing, Charlotte had told William that she saw, quote, Satan in his eyes the previous night and that he looked like he was, quote, possessed by a demon. Oh, my God. I know. William was asked if he could have killed Mary, like himself could have killed Mary, and he said no. However, then he was asked by detectives if, like, the demon, quote, Mm. could inside him could have killed Mary, and he said that it was possible that it could have. I'm just like, so then you are capable of killing her. Like, like you're not possessed by anything. Like, that's, so you are are (laughs) capable of killing her. Um, and he said that when he placed her in a chokehold, he originally, like, grabbed her over the chest. But then he said that he's, he slipped, like, like his hand slipped up to, like, her throat area. Mm. And detectives asked, like, oh, could you possibly have strangled her by accident? And he responded, like, affirmatively, like, yes, that could have happened. So. It could have happened, but he doesn't remember. Right. Because it was the demon. Remember? <laughs> the demon Not accidentally him. strangled her. Right. So Kathy told investigators that after Mary went missing, she and her half-siblings were banned from going to a specific place in the backyard. So it was like the next, after she went missing, they were not allowed to play in this like specific corner in the backyard. Mm-hmm. So she told investigators this, um, and in 2003, Kathy and a team of investigators went back to the family home in Seaside, and they brought a team of cadaver dogs with them. Oh. The cadaver dogs alerted to the scent of human remains in the area, specifically in the corner of the backyard where Kathy said she and her siblings were not allowed to play in. And there were four dogs and all four dogs independently alerted to the same area of the backyard. Oh, my God. So at the same time, like, it, it, like at the same, in the same place it, without being cued by, like, each yeah. other. Yeah. Um, which, like, cadaver dogs are not foolproof like i don't think you can even use them as evidence in court you can't because they're like oh well they're animals you know like humans aren't perfect dogs aren't perfect but it is pretty interesting that all four of them like alerted to the exact Mm -hmm. same place um now there is like discourse about how um 
dogs respond to even like unconscious cues from their handlers because it's like a dog is placed with a specific handler and it's they like I don't know they're so close that I think there is some people who kind of dismiss cadaver dogs as reliable evidence because they're like well if a dog can pick up on the fact like these dogs are really smart like if it the dog could pick up on the fact that the handler was taking them to this specific place in the backyard and it's like maybe the handler unconsciously like tensed when he went over to that backyard or maybe he spent a second too long in that place in the backyard Mm -hmm. just to see if the dog would alert and the dog picked up on that and alerted you know like it's just it's hard to kind of see if this is in fact, viable evidence, but it is interesting for sure. Yeah, but can they use that to say like dig up the ground? Yes. Yeah. So, which is what they did. Okay. Yeah. So, um, that's what I thought. Yeah, they can. It just they it just can't be like, oh well, all four dogs alerted to this place in the You're backyard, guilty. right? Or like I think in the um like uh what case was it? Um, in one was of Kristen Smart. No. In one of the cases, it's like one of the, oh, in the Madeline McCann case, like all the dogs mm-hmm. alerted to like the family's car. Oh, but I they couldn't that. use yeah. that because it's like, well, you can't say like, oh, well, these dogs all hit on this specific place in your car, therefore you're guilty. Like you had this body in your car because they didn't find, yeah. they can't find anything. And know. it's like the same thing again. Like there's like some discourse that are like, oh, well, maybe the dogs could pick up on the like the fact that the handlers like were really excited about like this car you know like people give unconscious cues all the time yeah so but then you have all the cases where the dogs were right Right. yes and they found the body yes like in the Kristen smart case where yes all the dogs sniffed like and alerted to the same area in the mattress and the Mm -hmm. trash can and then it was and then it was yeah right so yeah so definitely interesting um, so like you just said, like they can use this as probable cause to like kind of dig up the area. And so they did. Um, and they f- located a child's tennis shoe. Kathy said that this shoe was something that they often wore as children. It was like a canvas, like just like sneaker that you like see kids wearing. Mm-hmm. However, this shoe was a much smaller size than Mary would have worn at 13. So it was like a baby shoe mm-hmm. almost like it was not the size of like a 13 year old girl like she said that it was like about as small as like the Mm. palm of your hand okay um so much smaller than would have been Mary's um and no body was found in this area of the backyard and no human remains were found in this area of the backyard interesting uh, despite this the officials believed that they had enough evidence to convict William and Charlotte of homicide so they began to compile evidence uh, against the couple, but the DA wasn't especially ready to like bring, officially bring a case against them. So it was kind of put on hold until like they had all of the evidence compiled um, and everything, you know, kind of figured out because they wanted to convict them and they wanted a jury to convict them. And it's like, well, if they allege this too early, then, you know, they have the possibility of getting away because they don't have enough evidence to prove this. Yeah, because I'm like, what do they have right now? Right, not a lot. <laughs> like, they have interviews and yeah. they have, like, circumstantial evidence. Yeah, that's definitely not enough. But they don't have anything physical, really, mm-hmm. to go off of. Um, so it was kind of, like, on pause, not for long, 
because before they were able to bring the charges against William or Charlotte, there was a break in the case. On November 25th, 2003, so this is like very shortly afterwards, this whole thing is happening, a pickup truck was pulled over in Arizona during a routine traffic stop. The truck had stolen license plates, so the police confiscated the identifications of everyone in the vehicle and brought them in for questioning. One of the passengers held an Arizona state ID that read Mary Louise Day. Her birth date was listed as February 19th, 1968, which is the same date oh as Mary God. Day's birth certificate. And the woman was brought in for questioning because her name matched this yeah. name that was all over like the media and her right birthday. now. And her birthday. Um, and they like referred to her as Phoenix Mary because she was um, pulled over like right outside of Phoenix. So I'll be referring to her as Phoenix Mary um, just because like we're going to be talking about two Marys and it's just a little bit confusing. Yeah. So when I say Mary Day, I mean like the child's Mary Day, like the the, the proved one. And then Phoenix Mary is the woman that they pulled over. Yeah. So when she was interviewed, she claimed to be the missing Mary Day, and she told police that she had run away from home to escape William and Char- Charlotte's abuse on that night. Uh, Phoenix Mary said that she remembers William had hit her head against the bathtub and a coffee table, and she remembers bleeding heavily and poss- possibly blacking out. Um, but she didn't have a ton of memories from this night. Um, but, you know, if she blacked out, then there's probably yeah. a lot of head trauma going on. <laughs> Um, however, she did not why, remember why he had struck her or why she, he was angry in the first place. So she didn't have like any memories of her, them coming home from dinner or like the, anything about the dog. Mm. None of that. Just he, she said that she remembers that he hit her and, um, then she ran away. Investigators were not convinced that Phoenix Mary was the real Mary Day. Uh, for one point she had a thick Southern accent, like a very, um, specific, like regional accent. From, like, only, like, you would only be able to get it really in, like, the deep south, like, which... You don't think 14 years of living there? Well, Mary Day, like, before that had never been to the south, so Mary Day, 13 or younger, um, she had never been exposed to from birth until 13. Next, police discovered that the ID had been issued around the same time that the homicide investigation had, like, officially begun, and it kind of had been, like, leaked to the media, which was about three weeks prior. So she had only held this ID for about, like, three weeks. Oh, so they could have... That could not be her name, maybe? Right. So they were just kind of, like, suspicious because they are like, oh, well, you know, you're not... You don't sound like you're from California or Hawaii or whatever. You sound like you're from the Deep South, and Mm -hmm. this ID is only three weeks old. So it's like, well, what if you had heard about this from someone else, and you decided to kind of play pretend as Mary Day? Um, Next, Phoenix Mary um, was sent to live with her sisters. So her two sisters, Kathy and Sherry, ended up uh, moving in together in a house in North Carolina. And her sisters said that they were also suspicious that Phoenix Mary was not Mary Day, as she had little to no memories of her childhood with them and could not name major events that had happened when they were younger. So she said that, like, you know, the sisters said that we do not believe that this is Mary Day because she cannot remember things that happened when we were little kids. Like, she did not remember, like, the code name for their escape plan. Like, so she didn't remember kind of saving up money. Just things that they believed were really, like, integral yeah, parts of their childhood. I feel like that would be a really big thing. Right. And then her sisters would know her best since her mom didn't care. Right. Exactly. Um, 
And likewise, Phoenix Mary said that she had given up the name Mary Day years ago and now went by the name Monica Devereaux. So she like got a lot of mail and um, like magazines and stuff coming to her new house in the name Monica. So they were suspicious. Um, they decided to DNA test her and it was like yeah. through Mary's uh, insistence, Phoenix Mary's insistence, because she basically went to investigators and she said, like, I'm Mary Day and I want to know how would you prove, like, if you dug up my body somewhere, how would you prove that it was me? Mm-hmm. And they said, well, through DNA testing, we would prove that it was you. And so she asked them to DNA test her and she was like, well, what's the difference? Like, you can DNA t- test me now and prove that I'm Mary yeah. Day. So um, Phoenix Mary was DNA tested against both Charlotte's maternal DNA, which I think can prove exactly like maternal DNA can like prove exactly who your mother is I don't think paternal DNA can prove it's like something about it's something weird about like the maternal DNA shows up you can prove like exactly and then so there's something else that like proves like you're related to them but it's not an exact match but I think the maternal DNA it's like an exact you can prove exactly who and that's when she did yes so they tested against both Charlotte's maternal DNA as well as the DNA of Kathy and Sherry. And it was found that she had DNA that proved Charlotte was her mother and that she had the same father as Kathy and Sherry. So, like, I think that's the thing about, like, paternal DNA. Like, it's not exact. I don't know. But they were just able to prove that they, she had the same father, not that the father was Charles. Does that make sense? Like, she just had the same father, but it wasn't necessarily Charles because they couldn't test for that. But they were able to prove that her mother was charlotte and that she had the same father as her sister yes but they just don't know who that father is right and so it's like i mean logically it is yeah charles but like i don't think the dna test can say it's yeah. charles but they can prove through the it's dna the test that dad. it's a, that it's the same dad and they can prove that through the same the dna test that it is charlotte as the mother so this like is they can their identify sister it. yes on both sides so not a half sister not a not a like step sibling not just a kid that like charlotte had had outside but it is like their full sister and what did the mother say was she's was she like yeah that's that's her that's mary um we'll get into it like but this is just they kind of like picked her up and and they kind of started to to put things together so it was therefore like incredibly likely like 99.99 chance that this was mary day like there was basically no no way it's way not. it's not her. Um, so the DNA basically proves that this woman were was like their full sister. Um, and like, you know, the parents said, oh, yeah, like we've been telling the truth the whole time. Like they ran away. Yeah. I think that they never really cared enough to be like to look into it and be like, oh, this is Mary. Like, let's reunite. Mm-hmm. But they were just like, oh, well, you have to close the case now because like you found this woman that's mary day like so she ran away not care i like no um and then i don't think like kathy and sherry really had any relationship with them either because they were living in like north carolina like they were i don't yeah. think they really had a lot of contact with them so investigators um were able to prove that this woman was their full sister and and closed the case um and they were so convinced though and we'll talk about like theories like a little bit later but I just wanted to bring this up. Like, they were so convinced that Mary Day had been murdered because, like, all of the evidence before this had been pointing to the fact that, like, like 
she had been murdered by her parents and buried in that backyard. Like, <laughs> that they even floated the idea that this is, like, a different sister. Like, it was, like, a secret child that Charles and Charlotte had had before. I'm still convinced it's a who different sister. <laughs> was not in the girls' lives and who Charlotte had, like, basically contacted and been like, oh, well, you have to pretend to be Mary Day because... You have to get us off the hook for That's what this I'm investigation. <laughs> so this is pretty far-fetched because none of the kids ever remember having another sister. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty much impossible as like Charlotte and Charles had divorced shortly after the girls had been placed in custody and then Charles died yeah. and then the girls were given back. So it, it's yeah, just like it pretty impossible. Sense. But they were like investigators are like, this has to be the reason. Like, what? I can think of nothing else that this is, like, the reason, you know? Like, that this is a different sister. Like, this cannot be Mary Day. Like, all of this evidence. Like, they're like, we basically got William to almost confess that he was the one that killed her. Like, he said, oh, the demon could have done it, you know? Yeah. Like, my hand might have slipped and that could have strangled her. Like, so they were very confused. Um, and in California, around this time... A woman came forward and claimed to have taken in Mary Day in the summer of 1982. So this was like a year after that she had disappeared. Um, And she actually had a photograph of Mary, like she had taken her into her own family. And Mary would have been about 14 at this time. And this photograph like looked exactly like the Day's family photographs of Mary when she was younger. So it was like, just by looking at it, it was visually, she looked like the exact same person. Um. And in facial recognition software, so you can put in photos and kind of see if there's a match, the photos matched. And it was like in these photos, it was a 99% chance that the photos of Mary when she was younger were the same girl in the photos that the woman had mm-hmm. when she was 14 in yeah. 1982. So a year after she would have gone missing. Wow. So combined with those DNA tests and the photos... Um, police officially closed the case and they determined that Phoenix Mary was in fact Mary Day and she had just come back oh, 22 years God. later. Um, what? Yeah. So Mary stayed living with her sisters, although I don't think it was a very good relationship. Like I said, they kind of... I mean, it's probably weird right. to reunite with your sibling after 14 years. Yes. Or yeah. even longer. Yeah, it was... It was, she went missing in 1981, and then she was officially reunited, I think, in 2003, so it's like 21 years. Yeah, 21 years. Yeah. So, and she had also had a lot of trouble. I think she suffered from alcoholism, and she had, like, a couple of drug dependencies. Yeah. So, they were just, like, you know, we don't have the same connection as we used to have with her, which is hard. Um, In 2008, so a couple years after this case was closed, a separate case occurred that officials could like believe could be connected to the Mary Day case. Mm-hmm. Um, it has nothing to do with her, but it just has something to do with her family. So in 2008, Steve Chacon, who was Seaside's like police chief, got a phone call from investigators at the army base in Fort Ord, which is, I think, the army base that William had been working on when mm-hmm. he got moved to um, Seaside. A set of cadaver dogs had been working on like an unrelated matter. I don't know what the case was that they had been working on, but they had found something that related to, like, the Mary Day case. So the dogs, when they were working, had been going over hundreds of houses in the area. Um, I don't know. Again, I don't know what they were looking for. I don't know what the purpose of this was. Like, I don't know if this was, like, just a training exercise and they did something 
or if they were like actually looking for something. But they only hit on one house. Circumstantially, this was the house that William Hoole and his family had lived in when they had moved to this next army base. So this is the house they lived in after the seaside house. That's so creepy. They had moved from the seaside house to this house. And Cadaver Dongs hit on his yard in Seaside and at this new house by, the, by his army base. Mm-hmm. So um, police dug in the area, but just like at the first house, they found absolutely no evidence of human remains. Um, and so they were not able to do anything because of that. But it's just interesting that there was like a yeah, second house second time. that was connected to him and his family. That cadaver dogs hit upon. Like, what are the odds yeah. of that happening? Like, slim to none. <laughs> so, unfortunately, Mary passed away from cancer in 2017. Um, and that's basically the end of, like, the official case. But, I mean, there's, like, a couple theories that are going around and a, co- a lot of unanswered questions. Like, like I said, this is, like, a weird case. Like, it's just weird. Um, so one of the theories, like, we kind of touched on was, like, that Phoenix Mary is not the real Mary. She's, like, a secret sister that the mom contacted and was basically, like, oh, you know, you've been in hiding, I guess, or, like, yeah. all these years. You need to come forward and, um, you know help us out because we're going to be convicted of murder. Mm-hmm. Which is like, theoretically, yes, she could have had another kid because her children were in foster care. Theoretically, she could have had another child and maybe placed it up for adoption or maybe placed it in a foster home. But there is no record of her ever having another kid. And then it's also like, well, if you had this other kid, like, and you had no contact with your mom, why would you say yes to pretending yeah. to be, like, your sister? I was about to say that. Like, why yeah. would she save you from Right. That? Like, it, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. But there are still, like, people that are convinced of that. And there's, like, a lot of investigators that, like, believed that, like, even through, like, the DNA testing thing. They're like, there is no way <laughs> Mary Day is not murdered yeah. somewhere. Like, this person is not her. Like, it's somebody else yeah. that's related to both of them it's just so hard to believe i think I especially because she didn't remember any of the mm-hmm. memories but maybe you could say it's because she's been on drugs mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. consumes a lot of alcohol yeah and i thought that you were gonna say like the ending was gonna be like oh this is like another sister yeah because i did not expect that at yeah. all yeah but but i'm glad they did not kill her i know i know but, it, I mean, she still had, like, a pretty terrible life. Like, it's just, I'm glad that she got out of there alive. Yeah. Um, but, again, it doesn't sound like she had a great life, like, even after she got out of there. Um, so that's one theory, that she's not real and that she's somebody pretending to be her. Okay. Again, quite unlikely. Um, the second theory that is the one that, like, science backs up is that this is a real Mary Day. Um, and through her, like you said, like, she was addicted to alcohol and addicted to drugs and she also went through like a lot of trauma when she was younger Mm -hmm. and we know like now this can cause a lot of like lost memory so a lot of like the things that she didn't remember just might have trying like been her brain trying to like protect Mm -hmm. herself against it yeah um her accent could have very easily been picked up if she moved at a young, like, 14, 15, if she moved to the South somehow and stayed in the South for 
14 years, years, 15 years. Like she very easily could have picked up those, that accent, that regional accent, especially if she stayed in the same place. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's the one that I I think like it it just has to be true. Like it it, it sounds so unbelievable, but it just has to be true. Like that this is the real Mary Day. And that like the ID only being issued three weeks earlier was just a coincidence. Mm. Or maybe she heard about it from somebody. Maybe it was in the news and she was thinking about whether or not she should come forward. You know, you don't know like what could have been going through her mind at that time. It is a lot of coincidences and it is like a lot of like weird, like lucky things that happen to like line up with this. Like it's weird. Like what are the chances that they pull over a vehicle and that she's in it? Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's just a random stop. Because like, she wasn't going to come forward, right? I don't think so. I, she, it didn't sound like she had any real like wishes to. I mean, mm-hmm. the only thing that kind of, I guess, makes me think she was thinking about it is because she had her license changed and put in the name Mary Day. And then that had like happened very recently. But before that, she had been going by Monica. Devereaux, which is the same initials, like MD, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, before that, she had, like, said she'd given up the name Mary Day. And so it's like, well, if she gets a license in her name, like, Mm -hmm. maybe she was thinking about it. Maybe she, like, had decided this was time. And it just, like, coincidentally so happened, like, that they found her. Like, maybe she was, maybe she didn't want to come forward at this time. Like, maybe she was planning on coming forward later and it just happened. But it is really weird. That is so weird. Yeah. Um, and then the third theory, which is not really related to her, but more related to her family, is a theory that there was, like, another person in their house or another sibling. Um, whether that was, like, a baby, a miscarriage, or something involving a very young child, um, investigators think that there was a body, like, buried in William Hole's yard Mm -hmm. in the first house in Seaside. And in the second house by the army base um, because the dogs hit on both houses yeah. individually in the same place. Um, and then when they dug up the yard, like in the first house, they were able to find a baby shoe. So and this was like a baby. Like, this That's was like right. probably a toddler. I mean, yeah. the palm of your hand is pretty small. So like a very young child or a toddler. Um, so there's like a couple different theories. Like we know William was physically abusive. Maybe he forced maybe he was abusing charlotte as well and she miscarried a child and she buried this child like in the backyard they moved this child like they didn't want to get involved with the police or anything maybe there was another child in the house that nobody remembers and william killed this child instead of mary that could explain why he's seems so guilty and is like basically admitting that like he has the ability to kill somebody because he did um but in again they didn't ever find anything so like whatever happened yeah it's there's no physical evidence that kind of backs it up and there's nothing that can prove what happened in that situation wow i know (sighs) isn't it weird i told you it was weird i know like i guess it's like relatively like relatively like I guess like not happy, but like nothing happened. Like no, it, nobody she wasn't. Died, she I don't wasn't. Think. She wasn't killed. Yeah. So like she's existed. I don't think she had the best life, but like she wasn't murdered. It's just weird. Like it's like a weird case. Yeah. I was like, wow. 
I have never heard of this. convinced otherwise. And there are, yeah. like, a lot of theories that are suggesting that. Yeah. And it was, like, I don't know. Like, people were really convinced that this girl was, like, a fake sister. Yeah. You know? That this was not. The real her. Right. And yeah, it's but, crazy that she just left, like, the money. Uh-huh. I guess you said it wasn't a lot, but still, like, even her social security number. Right. Was never used. Yeah. Not once. In not those, even when she, like, turned 18. Not once in those, like, years. In those 15 years since she had gone missing. 20 yeah. years since she had gone missing and hadn't been used. Yeah. So it was just crazy. weird. There's a lot of, like, circumstantial things that it's, like, it seems so obvious that they killed her. Mm-hmm. Until she shows back up again. And her parents are like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is like, I don't know, like, it really seems suspicious, like, that they were about to, I don't know, like, the detectives. trial for it? Yeah, like, the detectives were like, oh, it seemed like he was about to confess. Like, it seemed like, like, it seemed like like in these interviews, like, he was about to say. Like, they make you, like, falsely confess. Yes. Yeah. I forgot what it's called. Yeah. I mean, maybe that could have been Yeah. Maybe he didn't realize, like, he was so close to, like, accidentally confessing to something yeah. that he didn't do, but I don't know. It was just, like, a weird thing to read. I was like, that's crazy. And he probably didn't think much of it because he's like, I didn't kill her, so. Yeah. So, I, mean, so I maybe did. my demon could have, right. but. Right, Like, it's weird. But it's, saying. like, it's weird that he would even say that. Like, yeah. you know, like, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're just, like, weird terrible people that like believe that they're capable of doing that yeah but didn't do it obviously but i don't know it's just a crazy case yeah because there is a case where like someone comes back saying they are the person Mm -hmm. that's missing but they're not and then they're just doing that Mm -hmm. like to mess with the family i thought it was gonna be like the opposite way yeah um, oh, and then I forgot to mention, they do know why Mary got the ID. It was because she needed um, surgery for something. Like, so she oh. needed state aid okay. to pay for surgery. And so for that, she needed her, like, real birth certificate and her real um, ID, like, connected to her name. Oh. So, but again, it's like, you know, was she thinking about coming forward with her name or was she just mm-hmm. doing this to, like, get aid and then... Yeah, like, wanted to give up on it know? right you know her parents were about to to be, be convicted of yeah. murder it's just weird again it's like so coincidental they literally happened at the exact same time like the same exact week that this homicide investigation began she got her state id yeah there's just a lot That's of coincidences so in this case that are just pretty weird when you put them all together yeah yeah but that's that that was really interesting yeah i I feel like i wanted to do like an like interesting um kind of like a lighter right i should say right just because i feel like the other ones it was like no just everybody died yeah (laughs) very depressing yeah just there's really no it's just hard to find hope yeah and i found out on the plane oh yeah it's fine yeah well, I don't know what I'm doing next. <laughs> well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> it's okay. All right. 
Well, well thanks for listening. <laughs> and we will catch you on the next episode. Yes, and remember to keep your demons in your closet. Yeah, and maybe not let them possess you. Yeah. Because I feel like normal people shouldn't have demons that possess them that are capable of killing somebody. And love all your children equally. Yeah, exactly. Thank or you. don't have them. Or don't have them. Like, you don't have to have them. Yeah. It's your decision. <laughs> For now, it's your decision. <laughs> so just don't have them. And that is the end. <laughs>